Blue Wire. Think about Lois. Fires to the end zone. Touchdown! Alabama wins! Elliott dodged the eye of this national championship win. A deep throw by Lawrence. A lot of contact. Justin Ross broke free from it. He's down in the end zone. Touchdown, Clemson. Hey there, and welcome into episode 159 of Press Pass. Kayla Anderson alongside my co-host Joshua Perry. It is the beginning of the week for us. That is when we record this podcast. And after a couple days of snow here in Nashville, Joshua, we are back in the 60s this week, and I'm a week away from vacation. So my mind, you know where it's at right now. It's like we are down the stretch here, and I am just, I am dreaming of sitting by a pool with a drink in my hand and nothing else. How about you? It's a good dream. I uh, I was in Florida this right? past weekend. I had a hell of a time getting there. So Oh, yeah. How'd that go? It was, you know, it was bachelor party weekend. So, you know, guys were oh, getting oh. wild and um, I was the oh, only yeah. one there who was married. So, you know, I was sitting a lot of things out, uh, out yep. of respect for my marriage. Um, yep. And so it was just, you know, guys were going crazy, um, having a lot of fun. But the journey to get there was not a simple one. My my flight was delayed leaving out of Chicago. So I didn't land in Florida until um, like 2 a.m. early Saturday morning. Um, wow. and then we had the day Saturday and I was on a flight 10 o'clock Sunday morning. Oh, dang, Joshua, where yep. were you guys at again? What part of Florida? Fort Lauderdale. Oh, Fort Lauderdale. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I, yes. I can't imagine. And that makes it so much more unenjoyable. I mean, you're already at a bachelor party, which is always fun to see your buddies. Don't get me wrong, but you know, you're, you're probably like, you said having to sit a few things out uh, yeah. while some of these single guys go and, and and do their thing, but then you turn around and you have to leave pretty much twenty less than twenty four hours later, and then you're yeah. exhausted, right? Like once you get mm-hmm. home, you're 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 going to yourself. Why did I do this? <laughs> that was basically where I was at yesterday. I'm like, boy, yeah. was was the squeeze worth the juice, <laughs> or was the the juice was- worth the squeeze? I should say. Right? Or was there too much pulp just left? Yeah, it was it was it was a dry squeeze. Yeah. Well, yeah. I am um I'm sorry that that did not go according to plan. I'm not going to lie. I have heard a lot in terms of travel and delays. I'm getting a little worried like worried about my trip because again, we have to really salvage the days that we get off and I'm taking yeah about four days off because I'm going to Scottsdale. But the problem is, is it takes a whole day to pretty much get there for mm-hmm. half a day. And if any of that is screwed up, then I feel like I'm really losing out on my full vacation. What airline are you on? I actually have, this is the good thing. I actually found a direct flight at least to Scottsdale. So no matter what, even if it gets delayed um, coming you know, out of Nashville, at least I know it's a direct flight. So I'm not making stops anywhere. Now on the way back, I have a stop in Austin, but I'm not worried on the way back. That's not going to mess up my vacation. It's just on the way there. I want to make sure I'm, I'm soaking up every last second of it. So Southwest. So which Southern, good luck. Uh Oh, is that what you were on? The last two uh, times I've 
tried to fly. What? I was on Southwest and it was uh, bad. So first off, I'm what? you know I'm bougie, so I really don't even like the whole well, yeah, sure. ethos of Southwest. The people sure. asking you, oh, what boarding position are you? Don't talk to me. Don't talk yeah. to me. You see me standing don't up here. You know, I'm yeah. I'm a one through ten always. So don't even talk of course to you me. Are. Stop stop uh-uh. asking. Like I, I'm I'm right? supposed to be up here. And then it's the you know. <laughs> What seat do you take? And everybody takes the exit row aisle seat. And I'm like, uh, all right. So I'm probably sitting in a window hoping somebody doesn't sit in the middle seat because the yep. window has a little less shoulder room, but I still get the mm-hmm. benefit of the leg room. And so that's one thing. So a few weeks ago, I tried to fly on Southwest to get to Florida. There was a, a just a slight bit of weather in Chicago. They said the flight's supposed to leave on a Wednesday at like, you know, 7.30 p.m. They're like, oh, can't do it. Flight's going to leave at Thursday at uh, 6.40 p.m. And I'm like, oh, that absolutely doesn't what? work. Like, no, I had to, to be somewhere. I'm like, if I want a flight on Thursday, I'd have taken a flight on Thursday. And the reason I think it was um, delayed like that is because of staffing issues. But this next one yep. was a similar deal. I was, you know, flight left probably four hours after it needed to. And then on the way back, they had some issues, which I didn't care because it was on the way back. But, um, you know, there were some paperwork issues or something stupid where we sat on the plane for an hour and a half before yep. we even took off. So have fun. Okay. I just, I mean, think positive thoughts for me. Okay. If, if there's a one thing that can go right, it's me getting to my vacation destination on time. Because, hell no, everything else does not go right. No, it doesn't with matter. So, with you anything know, else, that. Yeah. So hopefully, you know, I get that at least granted to me. So, yeah, just get yeah. there. You know what? If exactly. you, you got to take an extra day off of work on the way back, it is what it is, right? Cool. At this point, yeah. I, yeah. I'm like, yeah. I mean, come on. I, I barely take va- all my vacation days and I never take sick days ever. Yeah. So right, you'll be fine. You know, I guess <laughs> I got to throw one of those in. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Look out for myself here. So yeah, I'll update you, uh, no podcast next week, but I'll, I'll update you the week after on how everything goes. And of course we'll update the listeners on uh, my experience. If I make it back, we'll see uh, what happens because it will be Kayla with tequila. And when that happens, Kayla is a a whole nother level of fun. Let's just say that. This is good. Anyways. Enjoy. Moving on to actual football talk. There's not a lot to talk about. Let's be real. I mean, this time of the year, we're talking March Madness. We're talking NFL free agency. And then Tom Brady decides to just burst everyone's bubble in the middle of March Madness bracket announcements yesterday and says, oh, yeah, I'm coming out of retirement after 40 days, even though I probably really never was retired. Like, you know, the way that it went down was so weird. And Just so that's that's what we got something yesterday. Else. Yeah, right? Tom, it's not a surprise that he's coming out of retirement, but I agree with you on the timing, man. Like, let the kids enjoy Selection Sunday. This could have waited yes. for today. Come on. Like, I almost think, though, Tom, like, doesn't even watch, like, college basketball. No. Like, I, I, I don't even – I really don't think he does. I, I mean, he's probably in some hyper – 
berry chamber, whatever they, they call those, <laughs> where he's like resting his body half the day or, you know, mm-hmm. doing something with Giselle and the kids that's involving like growing their home garden or something. I just, I don't see Tom sitting there and rooting for teams during March Madness. You, you don't see him sitting there considering Montana State and their ability yeah. to, uh, <laughs> you know, make a little push at things. No, Montana State, who has not been in the tournament for half of since since nineteen ninety six. Yeah, there you a go. Long There's time. a stat. Uh, how there about uh, UT Chattanooga? You yeah, know, he's not worried about, uh, yeah, those guys making it to the tournament. John Baptiste no, with know, his uh, buzzer beater in, in the in the conference yeah. championship to get the auto bid. But he should be Joshua because you know what. Tom, it's not all about you and the NFL every day of the week. Just let these kids have a moment. Let them have a moment, Tom, and have some fun. Like all of us that go and enjoy March Madness and, you know, feel a little bit lighter during this time of the year because it is just craziness. Put Have a beer, man, that doesn't involve avocado in it or something. Well, you know? he's drinking water, and that's about it. No beer. That's right. Ah, Tom. Okay, anyways, <laughs> that was just crazy. So for college football, though, Joshua, I mean, this is just something that's – we're not really even talking about storylines right now. But one thing that reminded me that we're now inching just closer and closer once we, you know, know it, we're going to be talking about the season again is because I got an email from Vanderbilt, and it was like, spring – Media availability. And I'm going, are you kidding? This is already this time of the year. Oh, yeah. Checked my calendar. March 16th. Yep. It is about time. So it's I'm not trying to be time. disrespectful and I'm cutting you off, but um, I no, got to know, like, like how many, how, how many media members go to watch <laughs> Vanderbilt practice in the spring? I'm so glad you asked that because I was going to comment on it and you're not being disrespectful. This is just reality of the situation. Yeah. Look, I mean, when you have pro teams in Nashville that are relevant year-round, like the Tennessee Titans, and you do have the Nashville Predators, and and they're you know a playoff team at at the moment, and you have other things going on, the Vanderbilt football even in the season is not getting a lot of attention just because we also cover Tennessee football here because there's so many Tennessee fans here that live right and they'd rather talk about and listen to Tennessee so yeah it doesn't get much coverage and I really do feel bad as a a reporter sometimes because I do like to give as much coverage as I can to everybody to all of our teams it's really impossible with the amount of help we have at the local level at least we just can't do it so we usually will get out to like one spring game or sorry like one spring practice and then like the spring game um and talk to Clark Lee I mean last year was his first year so we got out there and talked to him but you really don't get much because it's just we're stretched too thin um and then March Hmm. Madness obviously is going on so yeah there's just not a lot to cover there in terms of the just excitement. Nobody cares. It's just what it is, right? Yeah. I mean, 
it is what it is. I think that they're bottom of the SEC. I hope Clark Lee can get that program at least going in, in somewhat of a right direction. But right now, there's just nothing in terms of hype surrounding it at all. Dang. So Well, that's I know. Because I know at Ohio State and in Columbus, like when you get the email about spring football, it's like clear the schedule. Uh, we're right. taking some time off covering the Blue Jackets. Like we're going to spring practice. I mean, that's that's exactly is. what it is. I mean, the the Woody is packed. Yeah. During spring practice. Exactly. And I remember covering it and getting excited just to be able to get somewhat of a, a dip my toe back into covering some football, even though it's just spring football and there's not a ton to it. But it does kind of get you excited that you're you're talking football again. And then all the storylines that start to you know, just unfold early. And speaking of that, because you were a part of many spring football practices, like when you describe it as a player, and I know it's probably changed a little bit, even with, with you being removed, how many years are you now removed, Joshua? I can't even remember. Oh, 2015. Is so it, what is that like seven okay. years now? Jesus. Gosh, seven already. I was thinking like I five, know. Joshua. Uh, what is going on? I know. Well, don't you. tell me because I'm way older than you. I hate to break it to you that I'm reaching a real big number here soon. And I don't want to talk about it, but God, seven years. That's insane. Um, yes, so is. there has been stuff that's changed. But what is like, what were you, what was your thoughts on spring football? Like, did you get excited for it at all? Was it just something in the back of your mind that you're like, oh God, this week's coming? I don't, I'm, I've, I've got to prepare myself mentally or was it like, Oh yeah. Okay, cool. Get a, get a, get out there a little bit, get some workouts in. Like what was the mentality headed into like spring football practice? It depends on the stage of my career to be completely honest. So, you know, yeah. as a younger player, I dreaded it um, just because it was like, there's, there's really no light at the end of the tunnel. Like they talk about um, the spring game that's it's really not a light at the end of the tunnel because you know all of the practices mm-hmm. are going to be hard because you're not preparing yeah. for a game so they don't they don't give a damn about how much your legs hurt and they're obviously not trying to get guys hurt but like you know they they don't care about oh, they're more physical practices there's a lot more running there are a ton of reps scrimmages are super long um so as a young player I, I hated it and the fact that um you know my coach is screaming at me too because I don't know half of the playbook was definitely something (laughs) as I became a veteran player and, you know, I had made some plays during the fall and I also Mm -hmm. knew the playbook and my body was in tip top shape, you know, coaches like trying to develop the next guy because they, they know the pecking order and they know what I'm going to be in the fall. Uh, And so it's not so much about how much can we develop this guy and be tough on him and get him game ready. It's the fact that, okay, we know he's game ready. So we have to get him uh, really good on his fundamentals. We have to make sure he understands the mechanics of the game. We have to make sure that the playbook is tight. But after that, like we got some young guys that we have to get ready for when this guy leaves. And so it was a totally different setup for spring ball. My last two versus my first two. And I did go through uh, four of them because I came in early um, my freshman year. So I had my first spring, um, you know, kind of, basically as a 17 year old that should have been in high school. And that was a doozy. <laughs> I, I can't even imagine. 
I loved how you shared a photo, by the way, of your combine picture before the combine <laughs> a couple weeks ago. That bald head, I was laughing so hard. Like aerodynamic, uh, right? What a time. What a time. No, and that's the thing. I, is, so it's more so probably with a lot of the guys when you're younger, it's almost like that freshman year in high school or whatever, where you're just really nervous and you kind of have anxiety. And then once you come back, it's like, okay, it's a little bit more free. You kind of are enjoying it a little bit more. You feel more comfortable. So would you say that's pretty much the experience probably everywhere is just your younger years. It's a lot more on your plate. Yeah, that's, that would be the experience. Or if you're a guy who um, hasn't played a ton in your career and you're really trying to make an impression, spring is a great time to make an impression. By the time you get into training camp and coaches always talk about position battles in training camp. And it's fun for us to talk about in the media, but you know, coaches, I think they have their mind like 50% made up based off of what goes on in spring practice and in uh, summer workouts, because there's really not that much time to be making decisions. Like, the last thing you would want to do is get to your first game and, you know, lineups haven't played together very much or, you know, whoever eventually does become the starter does not feel confident that it is their job and they, you know, they might play timid. Um, they might make mistakes mm-hmm. because they're looking over their shoulder. Um, and, you know, it's like they say it with quarterbacks, but I think this goes with just about any position. If you got two of them, you don't have any, right? So, you know, yeah, for starting right. quarterback, they always say, you know, you want to have one guy who knows he's a guy. And I think, at any position, you want your number one guy to understand that's who he is, because I personally think the psychology of it makes that person play better. Um, Mm -hmm. And so that's really what it is. Like, if you're trying to earn a job, you basically have to earn it in spring, because you really got like the first week to maybe 10 days of training camp to make that impression, then coaches are building the lineup. That's, I, I could just imagine, you know, you trying to go in there and either you're trying to prove yourself at a position or you're young and just so much anxiety I would have in that situation. And it's cause you're just, you're in your head. I feel like just knowing that this is the time that they're really going to start to separate some of these guys and some of these positions. So that brings me to the question when you were at Ohio state and you were coming into these spring football practices, like how much, percentage of the guys were coming in revved and ready to go body ready and then how how many guys came in and just you knew like they hadn't done enough in the off season like they hadn't really been in the gym as much as they should have been maybe they hadn't been eating the way they should have eaten um and and maybe that hurt them once they get they get to that spot in terms of spring football and they're just underachieving so most of the guys would be their bodies would be right. If if you went through, especially, you know, at a place with the strength coach like Mickey Marotti at Ohio oh, State, if yeah. you went through an off season and your body was not tip top shape <laughs> or you didn't achieve your goals, it was because you literally just said, I'm not going to do what Mick is asking me to do. And that puts sure. you in a bad spot where guys yeah. really fall off the wagon that from my experience, from what I've seen is the mental aspect of it is yeah. You know, they they feel like the playbook's not clicking or they let one bad play turn into two, turn into 10. Um, and so Oof. I think a big part of this process, though, is exactly what you said, is if you're coming off of a great offseason in the weight room, 
which was big yeah. for me. And I, I had some really good off seasons. There were, uh, you know, a couple where I got most improved player. There were a couple where I got the yeah. iron Buckeye award. That is game changing for your mental state because yep. you feel like you're invincible to a certain degree. And you're like, okay, all I got to do is really work on the playbook because I'm fast and I'm strong and I'm, you know, I can be physical and my body can hold up. Um, the other thing is guys coming off of injuries that maybe had an altered off season and they're getting healthy just as spring starts. Um, you know, I think our coaches did a good job of this. I know coaches everywhere are very mindful of it, of letting guys who are coming off of an injury really work back into it. Um, but mm. there is a balance because too much too soon, you have a step back. Um, not enough. You don't get that confidence right heading into the season. What are the position battles like when you know you're neck and neck with a guy or you know like you're competing against your teammate essentially to to get the upper hand? How, do they get heated? Yes, they can get tense. Um and not in a uh you know a, a disrespectful derogatory way just in the sense that um everything is urgent. There, there are so few mm -hmm. reps in the game of football and, you know, you can, you can tell when a player has got it ramped up. And um, the hard thing is that you don't want to create a divide. And I bring it back to the quarterback position because that's a big one that can create a divide when, you know, part of the team feels like one guy is the guy and part of the team feels like the other guy's the guy. That's definitely tough. But even at other positions, like for linebacker, for example, you know, we had three linebackers that we would play basically all three downs. And, uh, you know, there was a competition at Sam and Mike and Will, but also if you were the, the backup Will, then you needed to know Mike and you need to know Sam. And even if you were a starter, it's good to know all of them. But like that created an environment for us where everybody was trying to help one another because we mm -hmm. knew that during a game, it was a big collaboration. And frankly, Knowing that your backup's good gives you confidence to go as hard as you can because if you need to take a True. break, you can go yeah. over to coach and be like, hey, man, you know, I'm gassed. You know, let whoever the backup is take these first three or four reps while I catch my breath. And your coach feels confident in doing that. So the competition is definitely tough. The key is to make sure that you're not breaking your locker room apart, but also that your guys understand if you're in one of those rotational positions, which could be at offensive line, even though they don't do it a ton, or it could be at linebacker, even though it's not a ton, um, at wide receiver, et cetera. Like having a deep room benefits everybody. True. Yeah, no, and that's interesting. That's an interesting take. And I, I, I like to hear this and I like to get your thoughts on it just because we don't get to see behind the scenes a lot. And we don't get to really know like what goes on with you guys when it comes to battling for positions and, and what it's like in terms of how tense it gets. But you're right. It does all kind of, I guess, it, it, the way that you, you do that and the way you go about it, it, it can be competitive, but your, your coach, your, the coaches around your head coach, the way that a program is run, that really says something about how these young men handle themselves and handle the competition. Because I'm sure there's programs, Joshua, where – things can get probably a little bit out of hand and there's things that happen that could cause some, some friction within that locker room. But when you got programs like Ohio state who know what they're doing, they got the, the guys, you know, 
straight and, and know, you know, know what they're doing and, and headed into spring football and, and camp and everything, then it's just a different story. You don't have to really worry about it. Yes. No, I mean, it's, but these things are, um, spring ball is, is a really, I think from a coaching standpoint, a really interesting, um, I guess, play to try to coordinate, uh, because of all the positional battles. And again, you're trying to get your guys right. You're trying to install offense and defense. And so do you give your guys, are you giving them too much? Are you not doing enough? Um, the drill work can be monotonous and tedious. And I think it's hard to keep guys engaged. Um, mm-hmm. And also like, it's it's a time for evaluating your current roster, but there's a lot of recruiting that goes on during the spring. Guys all the time uh, coming to watch practice. And so making sure that you can devote the proper amount of time to the guys on your roster, but also making sure that you can connect sure. with recruits is big too. So um, I know a lot of teams are uh, right in the thick of it. Ohio state, I believe started last week and I think they're on spring break this week. Oh, um, okay. okay. And I, there's a chance I might be calling the Ohio state spring game too. It'd be the first game I ever called. Really? So that'll be fun. Yeah. That would um, be phenomenal. Yeah, it's big old practice for everybody. You guys practicing on the field, me practicing up in the booth, just big old practice. A big old practice. Are you doing anything for the Big Ten with spring football? Are you doing any campus visits or? No, um, and we're we're trying to build a couple of things out just in terms of who's going to be doing what spring games. Um, I don't know if they're going to have. Um, I truly don't typically know what the the fall looks like until probably midsummer, but. Uh, I know last year I did pro day. We had talked about that. That was really good. Yeah, that was, um, that, that sounded great. Yeah. So this year, um, trying out a, uh, trying out a game and seeing what happened. Um, not to, you know, divulge any industry secrets. This is no secret, but James Laurinaitis left the booth. And so, you know, I think that, that oh, yeah. from our network's perspective, we're really trying to, to see, um, different talent up there. So, It'll be fun, Ooh, and I recommend for Big Ten. I don't, I don't, I don't see it as such. Um, okay, but you never know. I mean, there's opportunity everywhere. But um, all of that to say, all of that to say, that um, there might be a couple of of newer guys um, yeah. doing spring games, and, and and BTN's been really good about former players who they've identified that could be oh, good in yeah. the booth um, doing spring games. And so for Big Ten fans out there. Whoever is your team that you root for, like check it out and, and see who's on the call sure. because it might be a new face that could be pretty daggone good out there. Well, that's the thing. You never know with some of the talent that just pops up mm-hmm. in terms of, you know, play by play or color. It, it, it does change once in a while. And sometimes it's somebody that you might not have even thought about uh, and they pop into the booth and you're like, oh, okay. I actually like this guy or gal or whatever. And then sometimes it just doesn't work, but you never know. I think, I think you're going to kill it if you ended up doing it. So somehow I might have to listen. I don't know if I can do that. Tune in on well, some sort of, a- we'll get you, we'll get you sorted out for that. But yeah, I yeah, need I to mean, make it, by, uh, by the way, I need to make a trip to Columbus soon, Joshua. I haven't been there. When was the last time you went to Columbus? I, Seriously. Since I left. That's no, no joke. Oh no gosh. joke. And Dom's birthday was yesterday, and I uh, wish him happy birthday. He didn't. He didn't even say anything back to me. I'm pretty disappointed. I didn't, I didn't know it was his birthday. Our boy I Dom Tavari. 
I gotta call him. He's, yeah, he's you got, been that's what he sending me out the light invite to uh, you know, pasta pizza dinner for the last probably oh, re- seven you gotta years go since to I that, left man. Ohio State. Well, oh, we, we haven't been able to coordinate for seven years. Well, I know, but that's like a must. Like I his, I've been told his pasta that the most pizza dinner. dinner around Columbus. Man, it's so good. I got to do a I couple know. of them when I worked with him in Columbus. I know um, he's passionate about it. He is. He he definitely is. That's one thing about Dom. He could probably do his own like Italian cooking show on the uh, home, whatever HGH. What's that? HGH. H- <laughs> wow. HGH. Um, <laughs> we talking? Oh, we talking wow. the one where they Kayla. sell stuff, or we talking the lifestyle? Kayla. Yeah. The uh, no. The uh, the lifestyle channel. What HGTV? is that? HGTV. <laughs> the food there network. we go. <laughs> yeah. This is what happens uh, when you go on four hours of sleep. Yeah. Uh, well, so since we're talking about cooking, I actually, I, I have been meaning to get a cooking YouTube channel started up and uh, do cooking shows on there. Cause that is like my, my new passion. I think I've told you this before. Really? Yeah. Because Wait, when we bought the house, I was like, it. yes. Yeah. We bought the house. I was like, okay, I need like the commercial kitchen appliances, which we spent the money on. It was a, a great splurge, but it only lasted for eight months since we're moving to Chicago now. Um, right. So <laughs> the, the apartment that we were looking to rent, I was like, okay, this needs to have like a gourmet kitchen or I can't live here. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, oh. I literally, I love cooking we're moving into an apartment that does have the type of kitchen I'm looking for. And it's also connected to a whole foods. Um, so I can do all my grocery what? shopping and go straight up to the kitchen and do my little YouTube show. Damn you bougie. I'm bougie as hell. I already told you that. <laughs> you know what? There's nothing wrong with it. There's nothing wrong with it. I love it, Joshua. I, I, I feel like I just need to come up there and, and you and Maddie can, can fix me a feast of a dinner. I can go, yeah. you know, pop up, talk to some peeps up there, do it, do some mingling in the in the sports world up there. That's right. Have a good meal. That that that's, would be that would be that's a exactly nice, quick what trip. needs to happen. As a matter, of I fact. know, and I want to check out the pad. Like I want to see this this pad that's attached to Whole Foods. Man, yeah, I got... would I would be in debt if I lived by a Whole Foods. I'm yeah, the, well, uh, we're, we're working on the budget right now. But uh, the 25th floor, <laughs> we've got uh, views of Lake Michigan. What? Maddie wanted to live on the 44th floor, and I went up there and about vomited on myself. That was too hot. Are you serious? Oh, wow. So she like, she wanted to be at the top. She, she wanted to it. be up top. It had like a uh, it had a wow. terrace. She's like, we could put a table Ooh. outside. I said, Madison, we will blow off of this damn terrace. I'll never see you again. <laughs> It it's is a windy, windy city. city. Yeah. It is. It absolutely is. So she's okay with the what twenty second? You said twenty five. Yeah, she's fine with it. Oh, twenty five. Okay. Yeah. So it's a good okay. view. Um, you know, it's it's generally unobstructed. So I've got no complaints about it. Are you by like the? Are you in the banking district? Or I don't really know Chicago I'm, that well. I've only been there twice. So we looked at people are getting. Uh, a bargain on this show. We're giving them all the good stuff today. I was um, just going to say, you know what, folks, this is what we do in the off season. So I'm sorry. If, I feel like these ones are the ones that people like the most. Cause they just want to know like what's going on. 
I feel like people want to get to, to absolutely get to know you a little they bit. Wanna and, know, they want to know about know, Joshua's luxurious yeah, but, uh, Chicago apartment. Yeah, luxury. <laughs> right. So we're in like the River North Gold Coast area. So we're a okay. few blocks off of Michigan Ave. Oh, where okay. some of the nice shopping is. We're a short walk away from the Viagra Triangle, which is super nice. Um, we can cool. get to all of the River North restaurants and attractions. We're a short Uber away from the Loop um, and South Loop as well, which are really cool. And then we're probably like a 10-minute Uber ride away from uh, the West Loop, which is like the trendy area. And, you know, it's got a bunch of really like cool little – Restaurants. It's also got places like Nobu, which I really enjoy. Um, oh, Nobu's awesome. So, yeah, we, you know, we're 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 in a, a fun spot. Just gonna, you know, yeah, live out no, the start I would of our twenties having fun. Yeah, absolutely. Live it up while you can. And one more thing before we we let you guys go, because you're probably like, what? How how much percentage of this podcast was actually football today? Well, folks, probably not much. But you know what? You can listen or you don't have to. But one more question. St. Patrick's Day is huge in Chicago because it's like an Irish. So I missed you know, it. They Irish. celebrated it this weekend. Oh, wait. they So they don't yes. celebrate it on St. Patrick? No, they, they dyed the river this past weekend. I missed it. Oh, dang. You're kidding. Because you were gone. I was looking forward to like a corned beef sandwich and everything. Well, yeah. I don't get it, though, because it's like, okay, so St. Patrick's Day is on a Thursday this year, but yeah. I feel like people party on Thursdays no matter what. Well, it's not going to be me because I got a J-O-B to worry about, but yeah, I think there's yeah, going to be some do. people partying. Well, I was going to ask you about it, but now, never mind. So, it's me and Maddie actually here. did St. Patty's Day in Chicago um, a few years ago. Oh, you and did? It was a gr- it's a great story for you, Kayla, because um, we did it on accident. We had no freaking what? idea. That they were celebrating St. Patty's Day. And so we we booked a trip to Chicago and I'm looking at hotels. I'm like, damn, there's got to be a convention or, you know, a concert, which <laughs> remind me about the concert thing here in a sec, because I got a, a story to share with you about that. Um, but I'm oh, like, oh why can't we get a hotel? And so we finally found one. Like the rate's a little bit high. I'm like, what is Chicago? So we pull up, we drove in, um, we pull up, we see everything is green. We're like, are you kidding me? Oh, it wow. was St. Patty's, and so that Saturday, um, we did <laughs> we did a couple of bars ourselves, but we weren't like you know super on the St. Patrick's yeah. scene. Every five sure. minutes, ambulance rolling by. Somebody was <gasps> was black out drunk uh, because oh, that's how hard gosh. they party. Yep. You are kidding. So it's a it's no. a real like they all go out hard. Yes. Oh yeah. And then okay, the and concert then the concert. Thing, real quick. So, um, Billie Eilish is performing at yes. the United Center tonight. And Oh, okay. Where you I've work. I've been here. Work inside the United yes. Center. We work inside the United Center. That's where the studio is. And so, sure. um, yeah. my car is busted right now. I've been Ubering back and forth. Thought I was going to have trouble <laughs> catching Uber tonight. I didn't. That's not the point of the story. So, we've had, like, Dua Lipa here. And Eric Church performed Whoa. here. And there was, like, oh, a... Oh, I love uh, Eric Church. Uh, new edition concert here. And, and oh, you know, there's yeah. events all the time. And so I'm used to seeing the event crowds. Kayla, when I tell you that the Uh-oh. crowd was wrapped around the United Center to get in what? for this Billie Eilish concert, it was the most, and I've got photos I'll send you. Maybe we can post them on the Twitter. 
for people yeah. to see um, when we post this episode. It was wild. The amount of people what? that were waiting. To for Billy Eilish? Yes, and it's, you know, 5.45, 6 o'clock when we walk out. They were Wait, they were and what time was up. the concert? I'm looking it up right now because it's it's absolutely ridiculous. Um, That's insane. Yep. But I, I haven't seen people so excited uh, for it. Let me... What What would you... What concert would you wait in line like that for? So, New Edition was with um, Jodeci and uh, Charlie oh, Wilson yeah. at the United Center a couple of weeks ago. It started 15 minutes. It's 7.30 Central. Uh, so, these people were outside oh. for two hours. Two hours. At least. There, I mean, oh, there were people lined up during the workday. But, yeah, I mean, it was absolutely crazy. But, um, sorry, I was just reading the text there. But I couldn't get to that concert. That was um, the new addition, Jodeci, Charlie Wilson, because I was out of town that weekend. But if there was ever a need to wait outside for a concert like that, I absolutely would. Oh, yeah. That would be, like, definitely one of the ones I'd wait for. For sure. Jodeci. Oh, man. I know. I love some Jodeci. bringing me back. Um, Yeah, see, I'm jealous because you guys do get – it's the United Center, so it gets huge – acts huge music acts i mean bridgestone arena here nissan they get some really great concerts as well but i feel like every act goes to chicago yeah no chicago i mean it's gonna have all your big ones but nashville probably gets some pretty good traction too they do and i actually you mentioned eric church and i actually two three summers ago my brother was in town for my birthday he and his wife and so uh me travis and them we just last minute bought tickets to Eric church at Nissan stadium. So it was like the last tickets available. So we were at the very, very top, but it was incredible. Cause I had never been to the top part of Nissan stadium in terms of the seats. Cause I'm media. So I always sit in the press box, but you can like see the whole skyline. It was such a good concert. It was awesome. And that was probably the, the, the first concert I had been to in probably seven or eight years. Cause you, we get concerts here all the time. I just can't ever go because of my schedule. And that's the thing too. People don't realize like our hours are so crazy. We don't get to enjoy those things even if we wanted to. So, yeah, I know. And I'm like, I'm over here. I, uh, you know, I'm, I'm trying to find passes to different concerts because I work in the United center trying to sneak in. I was just going to say, yeah, it's not working. Dang. Nah. I feel like you guys would get the goods my a little, little. My little credential only gets me so far in that building. Dang. Yeah, well, I mean, could you like hide out in the office and then like once they all close shop up, you just kind of sneak out like one of those. Yeah, it's heavily things. secured. He, he rolls through like that outside of the door and, it, you know, takes off the I'd hoodie. I'd love and to try walks it. Walks in. It'd be great. Um. Well, folks, I'm sorry that you had to indulge in our in our personal I'm lives not. today, but I'm not either. I'm not apologizing. I take that back because you really get to see who Joshua and I and I are over the last three years. I think we've really started to uh, open up to you, the listeners, and hopefully you like us more for that because we're just goofy, normal people who like to talk about football and all the other sports That's out right. there. 
So we appreciate you listening and tuning to another episode of Press Pass Podcast. Of course, you can follow us on social media. Joshua, where can the fine folks go to follow you? You can follow me at RIP underscore JEP on Twitter and Instagram. And you can follow me at Kayla Anderson TV on both platforms as well. Text me that picture or DM me it because when I put the episode up, I'll also ask the question, like, what concert would you stand in line for like this? Text I'm interested right to now. see what people would say. Okay, cool. Well, we are off next week. I will be in Scottsdale. Uh, if you need anything, Joshua, let me know. If uh, you guys want to follow my social media that week, there could be some some fun pictures up. You just never know. You never know. Okay, I'm looking at this right now. Just a second. Oh my god, are you kidding me? <laughs> a lot me? of people. A lot of people. What in the world? That yeah. is insane. Yeah. And I love how like some of these people have signs. Like, I just still think I'm still asking myself: Are are signs a thing at concerts? Oh yeah, they're still very much a thing. Yeah. Yep. That never went away. Okay, folks. Appreciate it. Thanks as always for tuning in. Subscribe, give us a review, everything uh, that's out there. Please do it. We appreciate it. Have a great week. We'll see you back here, not next week, but the week after. Take care.